Hello, once again, to each of you who are regular listeners, and welcome to those of you who are listening for the first time, or those of you who are just warming up to the idea that this podcast is worth your time listening to each and every week. I'm Pam Christian, the host and creator of this podcast known as Faith to Live By. It's been my intent since starting this podcast in the summer of 2020 to bring you truth about current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective, posting a new podcast early on Wednesday mornings. Well, this week was an unexpected exception. On the evening of April 1st, enjoying the evening with my husband at home, I said something that I wanted to emphasize with a whistle. But when I tried to whistle, I couldn't. We thought it was hilarious as I tried to keep whistling with no success. David would whistle and I would try to do likewise, but I just couldn't get my mouth to work. Well, shortly afterwards, I noticed a tingling sensation in my tongue, my lower lip, and my chin on the right side, and that my right pinky finger had the same numbness, you know, that feeling you get when the dentist is giving you a shot of Novocaine. Well, it was curious, but I didn't give it a second thought until I woke up the next morning with the same symptoms. After talking to a dear friend whose father suffered strokes, I was convinced to go to the ER. My husband and I arrived at the ER about 9 o'clock Sunday morning, and I was not released until they performed several tests, which took me clear through Monday night at 9.30. I was told I'd be discharged by 2 o'clock on Monday, and when that didn't happen, that it would be around 6 or 7 o'clock in the evening, and when that didn't happen... Well, it's no wonder my blood pressure rose to 198 over 101. After getting home and relaxing a bit, I checked my blood pressure again, and it was 169 over 105. Then a half hour later, it was 151 over 104. After another half hour, it was 131 over 88. And the next morning, it was 124 over 86. Simply being in the hospital and being detained for no good reason was not good for me. Anyway, my husband and I are more than aware of just how serious it could have been, which takes quite a bit of time to get your mind around. To learn I'd suffered a stroke without any awareness of it while it was happening, and then to learn from the tests that I apparently suffered a stroke about a week prior, also without any awareness, is more than sobering. To know the extent of residual side effects strokes can cause, yet to have a prognosis, a full recovery, meaning I'll have no lasting side effects, is also very humbling to grasp. While I did suffer some, it wasn't anywhere near as bad as it could have been, and to realize the grace of God is at work in our lives, sparing us from all manner of harm, including harm we're unaware of, is far more than mind-boggling. This isn't the first time for me having a close call with death. Well, actually, with the sudden cardiac arrest I suffered in 2021, I did die, but obviously was revived. I've shared this story several times and in several different settings, most recently on this podcast. I encourage you to listen to it because, like the story of my recent stroke, the initial signs of distress were so mild, I didn't have any idea how serious the matter was. I've been told by many people that because they heard my story, when they personally experienced or were in the company of another who was having similar symptoms, they knew to get help right away and many lives had been saved. For me to again experience the enemy trying to take me out, specifically the very week he did, the week leading up to Easter, when I had so much I wanted to share with you, made it even more difficult for me. I know this past week has been one of the most demanding of our faith, with the enemy trying everything he can on all fronts to deceive, distract, and destroy. 
He has put up even more smoke screens and mirrors to prevent us from focusing on what's really going on in effort to cause us to become overwhelmed and give up. But I'm here to tell you, even as I just came through the enemy's effort to literally take me out, we must not allow ourselves to focus on what the enemy is doing or saying. Instead, we must remain focused on what God is doing and saying. The message in this week's podcast is the importance of our intentionally partnering with God in these dark days with confidence he will not only spare us from the harm we are aware of, but he will keep us from the evil and destruction we know nothing about. In this hour, God is reminding us the enemy is already defeated. He and the people he has been working through to deceive and destroy those of us who belong to God are actually the ones who are deceived to even think they could overcome God. There is so much to share with you this week. I've really had to take far more time than usual to sort it out and organize it in such a way that you can receive what I'm understanding. And I'll say right up front, I'm not claiming I have it all figured out. I am in the process, just like you, seeking understanding with the confidence God is revealing what he wants us to know so we can respond properly and experience the victory and joy that is already ours in Christ Jesus. Proverbs 25.2 says, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the glory of kings to search matters out. God also says to us in Isaiah 1.18, Come now, let us reason together. God loves it when we are actively seeking Him, His wisdom and plans to partner with Him in seeing His kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. And I'll share with you a little-known reality. When we are actively seeking to know truth, believing God has the answers, we are on a path of faith that actually serves to prevent fear. Being actively engaged in seeking truth allows us to be encouraged, fortified, and keeps us from being overwhelmed or giving up. This is another reason to make a point to listen to this podcast each and every week and to tell your friends and family to do the same so they too can be encouraged in the faith and experience all the hope truth provides. Okay, so here's the outline for today's podcast. I had to break this down a little differently to try to cover all you need to have addressed this week with this particular podcast. First, I will have us consider the signs and the seasons of the times. Next, we'll consider historical prophecy and its potential application for today. And then third, we'll consider current events in light of historical and modern day prophecy. The one current event the whole world is watching is the indictment process of President Donald J. Trump. And this, we must understand, is the hand of God at work in the lives of his people in all the nations of the world. All the free nations of the world, all freedom-loving people of the world are focused on the single event, knowing the outcome of this evil effort will determine the outcome for people of all nations worldwide. While this is most certainly a central, important topic, it is not, however, the only topic we need to be aware of. We must understand the reason the enemy is using this distraction, this particular tactic, is to keep us from seeing the other major battles the enemy is losing. No matter how things appear, because we are partnered with God, we are winning on all fronts, even if we're not hearing about it. This is so important for you to keep at the forefront of your mind. No matter how things appear for God's people who are rightly aligned with God, we win. We are the victors and the recipients of all the spoils of the battle. Let me demonstrate that we are winning by first having us consider the signs and the seasons of the times. I've said, as have many others, that the time from Purim to Pentecost are highly significant days on God's timeline. This year, Purim was March 6th and 7th, 
Purim is the feast recorded in the book of Esther, where the evil plans of Haman against God's people boomerang back upon Haman and his ten sons. April 2nd was Palm Sunday, the beginning of what we call Passion Week leading up to Easter. April 4th through the 13th is Passover, which commemorates the time when our ancestors experienced the plagues God brought upon the Egyptians and their ruler, Pharaoh, who was a type of the devil. God's process of delivering his people from the evil enslavement of the Egyptian Pharaoh is what we know as the Exodus. So Passion Week and Passover coincide because the Exodus with Moses leading the way for God's people to be delivered was a foreshadow of Jesus, who was and is the promised Redeemer, to deliver God's people from enslavement of sin imposed by the devil. From Passover to Pentecost is 50 days. Pentecost is celebrated May 28th this year. Each year, the same time period from Purim to Pentecost produces heightened spiritual activity causing what occurs in the second heaven to be experienced here on earth. God's plans are decreed and declared from the third heaven, which pass through the second heaven where spiritual beings fight battles with evil seeking to prevent God's plans and strategies from breaching the earth. The devil knows the battles he loses in the earthly realm brings him closer and closer to his ultimate demise. While the devil was declared fully defeated with the work of Jesus on the cross, God still has many more of his beloved humanity he plans to give life. So until the fullness of time, when all of God's human beings are created, the devil still exists on earth. This reality should not trouble us, though, because Christ's life, death, and resurrection means Jesus has given us all his authority and power over the enemy to defeat his every scheme and plan. And God fully expects his children to wield this authority and power in this hour. Unfortunately, God's people have repeatedly failed to remember whose they are and continue to be enticed by the enemy who deceives humanity again and again. History reveals humanity has gone back and forth from being sold out committed followers of God to being completely allured away from the faith, to not only worship false gods, but encourage others to do likewise. Gratefully, our God is a covenant God who will never fail to uphold His covenant, even when we fail to uphold our part. That's not to say those who are disobedient and fail to repent will escape accountability. No, God says in the last part of Jeremiah seventeen nineteen, I, the Lord, search the mind. I try the heart even to give to every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Then in 1 Peter 4.17, God also says, Judgment begins with the house of the Lord. It is vitally important in this very hour that each and every one of us who profess to belong to Christ makes certain we are repentant with a pure heart and clean hands. Psalms 24.4-5 In considering this present season out of curiosity, I counted the days from Purim through Pentecost, and they number 84 days, which is 12 weeks. In Hebrew, the number 12 means perfection of government, both divine and natural. This gives me even more confidence that we can expect God to work on our behalf in major ways leading up to Pentecost. Now, I'm not saying everything will be fully corrected by that time, but I do believe that the crux of what must be rectified first will be accomplished. Another encouragement I want to share is that the government of God's kingdom is on Christ's shoulders, and of his government there is no end. We read that in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 to 7. Scriptures also reveal that the nations belong to Jesus as his inheritance, and the ends of the earth are Christ's possessions. That's from Psalms 
chapter 2, verses 7 to 12. We know God has complete ownership of the earth and all that is in it ever since Jesus defeated Satan on the cross. We also know Jesus has given us his authority and power over all the works of the devil with the instruction to occupy and subdue the earth until he returns. This means the church, the ecclesia of all Christ's genuine followers, are to serve as soldiers in God's army, working to maintain Christ's authority over the enemy. Now, here's something to think about. If history repeats itself, which we can see it does looking back, then we must understand prophecy is not limited to a single event. Prophecy often has several fulfillments. So at this point, I want us to consider historical prophecy from Daniel chapter 7. This prophecy speaks of a conglomeration of nations represented by ten kings. From these ten kings, one that is different shall arise and put down three kings. The passage says, quote, He shall speak words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and shall think to change the times and the law, and they, the saints, shall be given into his hands for a time, times, and half a time. But the court shall sit in judgment, and his dominion shall be taken away, to be consumed and destroyed to the end. And the kingdom and dominion, and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven, shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom shall be an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Here is the end of the matter. End quote. If this is a prophetic word for our day, with the times we're living in being yet another foreshadow of the final end times, then we need to understand how to respond. I've said before, God has allowed us to go through all that we have to, number one, bring us to repentance. Number two, restore and revive us unto himself. And number three, to reform the church, the ecclesia, as he displays his love, power, and glory by bringing both judgment and justice. It is God's intention that the ecclesia be the influential governing body on the world and not the other way around. God wants us to take the full authority and power we have in Christ and partner with him to see his kingdom well done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus told us to occupy until he returns. We've failed in this, but God is causing us to be aware of our failure and to embrace his re-equipping and reinstating us. I personally believe it is God's desire to intervene in our present evil days by Pentecost of this year. Again, I'm not saying all matters will be resolved, but the crux or the most important elements that had to be addressed first will be addressed. But only to the degree the church, the ecclesia, is aligned with God. Let me repeat that. God intervenes in the affairs of humanity only to the degree God's people are aligned with him. This is what God means when he says he gives to each of us according to the fruit of our doings. And I want to add here that I arrived at this timeline of God's intervention through my own prayer and study, only to later be affirmed listening to the prophecy Amanda Grace posted on April 7th which I share in part a little bit later in this podcast. Now, let me tell you more why I think this is our anticipated timeline. If we consider the timeline stated in this Daniel passage, we read the events are to occur over time, times, and half a time, or three and one half years. Let's think back. We saw evil really come to the surface in 2020. So counting from Purim 2020 through Purim 2023, we have three years. Then from Purim 2023, we count six months ahead, and that takes us to, are you ready? September 2023. 
What happens in September each year? The Jewish New Year, known as Rosh Hashanah, is celebrated. And I believe this very well could be the time our present-day evil is effectively brought to an end. Again, not that everything will be corrected, but everything will be put in place for corrections to be assured. Rosh Hashanah this year is the eve of our September 15th, and it continues to the eve of September 17th, 2023. This ushers in the Jewish New Year of 5784. The Hebrew expectation for this year is that it will be a year to, quote, Behold a door in the heavens where God is saying, I am the door. Open wide your mouth. Invite heaven to earth, end quote. I have a link for you to read more about this in the show notes. But this means God is expecting us to have come through everything with an uncompromising understanding of the importance of partnering with him to decree and declare his will and to share the gospel, opening wide our mouths and inviting heaven to earth. This makes perfect sense considering the decade of the 80s on the Hebrew calendar is the decade of the pay or the mouth. I believe it's God's desire for this autumn to be the start of the great end-time harvest. And with that belief, this is a most appropriate time for me to unashamedly recommend my books. (laughs) Prepare for the Harvest, Confidence in God's End-Time Promises for the Individuals, and Prepare for the Harvest, God's Challenge to the Church Today. This is for church leadership. Now, let's look at current events in light of historical and modern-day prophecy. Okay, what day was it when President Trump was arrested? April 5th, around 2.15 p.m. New York time. This is the day before Passover, which is called the Day of Preparation, when the Passover meal was being prepared to be eaten after dark. Sunset is when dates change on the Hebrew calendar. So at dark, the date changes to April 6th. Why is this something to search out and consider? Because God often works through humans and our human governments to answer the prayers of his people. Could it be, just as Moses was a foreshadow of the promised Redeemer, Jesus, with his first coming, that Trump is a foreshadow of the work of our Redeemer that will be accomplished with his second coming? If we look back on the events of the Bible where God rescued his people, especially in light of God saying many, many times through modern-day prophets that we who are alive are born for this special time, for such a time as this, that we are living in the days just like Esther and Haman, where evil plotted against God's people will boomerang back on the perpetrators, that we are living in a time when God has planned an even greater exodus than the world has ever seen? Shouldn't we be studying present times and the Bible to understand what God might be wanting us to know today? Remember how God, through Moses, told the Hebrews to place the blood of the lamb they were preparing for their evening meal over the doorposts of their home? This was so when the death angel, the judgment against the unrepentant evildoers, passed by their home, it would pass over them and spare them of any judgment. This is recorded for us in the book of Exodus. Could it be that the chatter about the several days of darkness, where we will have no communications or electricity, where the emergency broadcasting system will be activated in our day, is actually a time we will be shut in for our own good, not unlike the Hebrews on that first Passover night. God also told the Israelites to eat their evening meal dressed and prepared in such a way that they could leave in haste, that they must be ready to respond to God without hesitation when the time for their release, their deliverance, was announced. Exodus 12.29 records God ordered the tenth plague at midnight to strike down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt who were not covered by the blood of the Lamb. 
Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron, commanding them to leave and take the flocks and the herds with them. And the people of Egypt wanted them to quickly leave, believing if the Hebrews didn't quickly leave, they would die. So the Hebrews took their dough before the yeast was added. Yeast represents sin, since they had to leave in haste. This represents how obediently applying the blood of the Lamb takes away sin. It was for them as it is for us. Obedience to what God asks of us is what keeps us from sinning and positions us to be fully protected and provided for by God. We also read the Hebrews did as Moses instructed, asking the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing, and the Egyptians gave them whatever they asked for, so the Hebrews plundered the Egyptians. Why would God instruct them to do this? Because they had been enslaved and robbed of the right to not only have freedom, but of having their own possessions. Just as the Bible says, when the robber is found out, he must repay what he has stolen sevenfold. What has God said about the transference of wealth in our modern times? Through the modern day prophets, God has said that we have been enslaved to a Babylonian system that has robbed us. God never meant for us to live under the economic systems we have. There have been many prophecies about the great transference of wealth. But how could this actually happen, especially considering the desperate condition of our world economy and financial systems the way they appear today? We've learned that China and Russia have made an alliance and that the BRICS nations have other nations seeking to join them to put the U.S. petrodollar out of commission and overcome America because America provides the greatest threat for establishing a one-world government. How could a transference of wealth happen considering the efforts for global currency? We've heard of the efforts for a central bank digital currency that can be manipulated by the self-appointed elite, perhaps with China at the helm, imposing an environmental social governance. After all, Xi Jinping was recently seen cozying up to the leaders of the World Economic Forum. Didn't the Babylonians who constructed the Tower of Babel also think they could overcome and displace God? What came of them? Do we really think God will be outsmarted this time? If you have been fearful that evil will prevail, then you don't properly know God. Or, of much greater concern, maybe you aren't properly restored unto God. What if the collapse of the world economic system is actually God at work to bring down the Babylonian system and establish a new economic system? What if God is taking down the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Morgans, and the top banks that run the world economy? What if God is orchestrating circumstances not only to judge evil, but to enforce restitution, demanding the enemy repay sevenfold? While the deep state-controlled mainstream media continues to control the narrative, people like me and LT from And We Know and Rick Renee from Blessed to Teach and Derek Johnson from Derek Johnson Country, Pastor Dave Scarlett from His Glory and Clay Clark from the Reawaken America Tour are discovering and revealing truth, causing more and more people to wake up. And God continues to warn and guide his people through well-respected prophets such as Amanda Grace and Johnny Inlow. In fact, both these trusted prophets provided excellent information, highly consistent with the theme focus of this podcast, affirming that we are all listening to the Holy Spirit. Coming to the light of truth are the Nord Stream pipeline sabotage, the Biden family involvement in many schemes that are intended to harm America, Hunter Biden's dealings with Ukraine, exposure of the CIA money laundering operations since the 1960s, the corruption of NATO, the United Nations, Soros, Obama, the Pentagon, Ukraine's biolabs, 
money laundering in Ukraine, human trafficking in Ukraine. Proof is also surfacing about the gross interference with the election process and so much more. God has told us repeatedly not to fear because things are not as they seem. God has repeatedly told us things are not as they appear. So what if, just what if, a coalition of white hat governmental leaders are actually way ahead of the evil at this time? God has said he has infiltrated the infiltrators. How can we on the outside really know who the white hats and black hats are? If you heard Johnny Enlow and Andrew Whalen interviewed on Elijah Streams recently, then you will most certainly question who is who. Who are the actors and who are they acting for? The white hats or the black hats? And Amanda Grace published a very long and impressive word for this present hour, which I encourage you to watch. You'll find the link to this and Johnny Inlow's interview in the show notes. Some of the highlights of the word Amanda Grace brought that she gave on April 7th include, even though it may appear chaos is ruling in this hour, it is a sign that the presence of the Lord and his might is on the move. The trap the enemy has set for God's people in this season will snap back on them. God expects the body of Christ, soldiers in the living army of God, to take up the yoke of the authority and power of the believer to stand and say enough and pull down the enemy's strongholds of destruction. And God sends stern warning to a significant part of the church who does not want to do this. To the church leadership especially that choose not to be properly involved, God says, you will receive according to the quality of the fruit you bear. Addressing some of the current issues through Amanda Grace, God says, There is an attempt in Israel by Noah's, this is a reference to Noah Yuval Harari and those supporting his stance, There is an attempt by the Noah's, who are shooting arrows haphazardly in the dark. But Benjamin Netanyahu, whom God calls son of my right hand, is about to get reinforcements. God admonishes Netanyahu to continue to stand strong. To the corrupt judge and lawyers that are acting like Brahma bulls, you will only be allowed to go so far. New York mayor and government will be caught in the tar pit of their own making. China's erector set will lose a piece. The BRICS nations shall lose a letter. Brazil shall fold on itself. God warns, do not say this nation is lost. Your nation has a covenant. The church that is operational has power they are underutilizing. You are to pray and speak life, deliverance, and justice to the vein of this nation that connects to the covenant. And of course, this applies to both America and Israel. And God says, quote, A very pivotal, crucial, sobering turn is set for near September on your calendar. It was God's statement about September that really affirmed my study and what I've already shared with you today. Yes, we have all suffered these past few years in unprecedented ways, but just as my husband and I realized what I suffered with my recent stroke was nowhere near how devastating it could have been, I firmly believe so we will realize these past three years or so we didn't suffer as greatly as we could have. Remember, it's according to the degree of our belief and trust in God that we will realize the grace of God at work in our lives. I pray you are indeed in right relation with God, that you have come to completely and resolutely trust God, and for those of us who are in right relationship with God, I am confident the best is yet to come. Regarding next week's podcast, I have confirmation from both Derek Johnson and Pastor Dave Scarlett 
for future podcasts, though I can't be sure it will actually air next Wednesday. Regardless, you can count on me to bring you truth to fortify your faith and equip you to stay in the fight to see God's perfect will done on earth as it is in heaven. For the future, should you have any topic that you want me to explore, simply let me know by email. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. In the meantime, won't you help others learn about my podcast so they can be encouraged too? Telling others about this podcast is a show of support that I greatly appreciate. You can also be supportive by purchasing goods and services from me and my affiliates. When you purchase my own books, products, or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us. So please shop for yourself or shop to get gifts for friends and family. Your support is greatly appreciated. I try to support you in all ways possible. And when it comes to your health, I want you to know about Infinity, a company dedicated to helping us detoxify our bodies and get into a healthy, optimum weight. I've been using their products and I especially like their detoxifying products. And I really love their Java Boost drink. They have a wonderful program complete with support to help people lose weight by following their version of the keto diet. So I encourage you to at least visit their website using my link to learn more. I've also proudly been promoting Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack supplements. They contain zinc, quercetin, and vitamins C and D, which are formulated in just the right amount to help you boost your immune system. And don't forget about Operation Tomahawk. It's an excellent program that I'm using, and I encourage all of my listeners to also. Get your household and healthcare products from an American-owned and operated company that are not made with genetically modified ingredients or with toxins like the vast majority of our consumer brands are in this country. And with all that's going on today in our economic systems, I want you to meet Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's a private advisor helping people protect their assets, especially in these days when the stock market and the valuation of the dollar is of concern. Call Kirk at one 605 3900 or contact him and his team using the online link in my show notes. When you do, be sure to tell him you learned of him from me, Pam Christian, with my podcast called Faith to Live By. That way, should you choose to work with Kirk, I'll get credit for referring you. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, why not consider becoming a financial supporter of my work? I welcome direct contributions, but they're not tax deductible. So anyone who sends a donation of $25 or more will receive your choice of one of my books, personalized and autographed for you, or you can receive five of the Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. Please visit my web store to learn more about all the products and services available through my ministry. And don't forget my own award-winning books from my website. My book series is also called Faith to Live By, and when you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H. If you use it at checkout, you'll get 20% discount on your entire order. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast impacts you and what you're doing now in response to the equipping you've received through me. My email address again is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. And if you like the content and resource material I bring with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. To receive even more, be sure to check my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively, and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. On that page, I also ask you to help me know more about what you want by completing the form visible once you scroll down the page. You can also subscribe to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter, and as a new subscriber, you can choose from one of three gifts. 
Subscribing will make you a preferred member where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. And by subscribing, should anything happen to my podcast, I'll have a way to contact you to make sure we can stay connected. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people. It helps spread the gospel and also helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.